the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Hope you had a good weekend. The hardest thing for me on any given day, especially Monday, because there's so much that happens on a weekend, is what do I open with? Well, there are more shootings, of course, more killing, more wounding, injuring. And the unanimity of the left is that the issue is guns. And the near unanimity of the right is the issue is values. So it's a very good example of clarity over agreement. And given that we had guns, more available, fewer laws against them before the 1970s when murder started to rise, it's a fair question, what changed? Guns haven't changed in the sense that the ubiquity of guns has not changed. What has changed? There's been a collapse of the value system, of the guardrails, as many put it, not just I alone, not just me alone. The guardrails are down. Increasing numbers of people are raised with no moral guardrails. People are not raised to fight their natures. They are raised to believe they are victims. And the disproportionate number of these murders committed by blacks is a function, I think it would be with any group, as it would be with any group, it is a function of if you feel that the society hates you, hurts you, persecutes you, you will lash out. And you will not think that you have moral criteria by which to live your life. The breakdown obviously holds true for white shooters as well. White shooters tend to be the mass shooters, and black shooters tend to be the one-on-one or one-on-two shooters. It's a, it's a, a very serious crisis. There are people who seriously believe that defunding police is a good thing. <clears throat> the same people who correctly cast great deal of doubt on the competence, indeed the, the courage of the police in Uvalde, 
The more one knows about it, the more staggering it becomes. Let's defund the police and then yell at them when they don't do their job. Hmm. It's like, what is it, the old uh, Jewish joke? Eh, the food here is not so good and they don't serve enough anyway. So which is it? We want the police to do their job, but we want fewer of them. That's, that's the general left-wing position. The amount of shooting is quite, quite sad. It was going down in America for decades, and now it has arisen since the, the COVID lockdowns and the eruption of violence after George Floyd's death and it has not abated. The society looked at the burning of police cars and stores, the looting, and decided that that was, the elites decided that was okay. The green light was given. This country is awful, and you are a victim of this awful society and you have a tacit permission to act out. That was the message of 2020 and 2021, but especially 2020. People, people don't realize the difficulty of making good people and the incredible difficulty of making a good society. You cannot tear down everything and then expect goodness to prevail. That, that should be the message of every good person to the left. You can't tear it all down and think something beautiful will replace it. Because what you're tearing down compared to other places, not compared to your vivid imagination, was beautiful. This is a remarkable achievement, the United States of America. When you tear it down, you will get bad, not good. That's it. That is, in a, in a sentence, the evil that lies at the heart of leftism. They will increase cruelty. They will decrease liberty. They will decrease happiness. They will decrease nobility. They will injure character. That is all the left will do. That is all it ever does. The opposition to the left is largely, but not exclusively at all, but largely religious Christians. And I say this as a religious Jew, so I have no axe to grind. I just call them as I see them. That's why there is so much there is so much attack on evangelicals, for example. So here's in the Washington Post. White Christian nationalism strikes again. White Christian nationalism. I spur I speak to Christian groups regularly. Probably forty times a year. And how come I haven't heard 
or met any of these white Christian nationalists. I don't even know what it means, by the way. And it's never fully explained. But the left correctly understands that its enemy are Judeo-Christian values. That, In that sense, the left is far clearer than the rest of America. That is the one great opposition to the left and that is Judeo-Christian values, and the fighters tend to be the Christians. Not only, as I've pointed out, and I think it's always worth noting, that a disproportionate number of the leading conservative voices, public intellectuals, if you will, are black, gay, and Jewish. Very interesting factor when you think about the most well-known voices of conservatism. So much for white Christian nationalism. However, they're right that that's their enemy. White Christian nationalism can be messy to define. See that? That's the opening sentence in this piece in the Washington Post. It's difficult to define. I I will attack something that I can't really define. The reason you can't define it is we don't know where it exists, what it means, who is one, name one. White Christian nationalism can be messy to define, but it's critical to recognize in three animating impulses, freedom, order, and violence, the ideology's holy trinity. Notice the lumping of freedom and order with violence. Isn't that an odd juxtaposition? People would believe in freedom and order and violence. Hmm. Among other things, it's a claim that bad folks believe in freedom, which is what they believe. The freedom belongs only to Americans these nationalists see as like them, white men. Oh, really? Can he cite a source? Can he name a name of anyone who thinks only white men deserve freedom? Of course not. They live in the world of the absurd, in the world of men menstruate. This column is equivalent to... To that claim. One eight Prager seven seven six. You are listening to the Dennis Prager Show, and we continue. The Dennis Prager Show. Inflation is at a 40-year high. You know it, and you feel it every day. We're paying considerably more for gas, groceries, and really just about everything. Take charge of your money right now. Use the equity in your home to consolidate debt and lower your monthly expenses. These impressive men, Andrew and Todd, at andrewandtodd.com, know what you're going through. Andrew and Todd aren't brokers, they're bankers who handle your refi loan personally from start to finish 
and they're always in your corner. Visit andrewandtodd.com to beat inflation by lowering your monthly expenses and protect your greatest asset, your home. Andrew and Todd at Sierra Pacific Mortgage share your values. I trust them. That's why I work with them. Get started now. Go to andrewandtodd.com for a quick mortgage checkup. No obligations. Use the equity in your home before it's too late. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. One of the uh, news items that I will bring to you is Pizza Hut Book Club features a young boy in drag. And that brings me to something that you can do about the corporations going woke. Got to fight back. So here we have the Washington Post telling you that uh, Buffalo was the result of white nationalism, white Christian nationalism. They, and what is the trinity of the white Christian nationalist? Freedom, order, and violence. Freedom for white men. Order is to be imposed on all those they, that they don't. What is don't? Oh, don't see like them. Right. Mm-hmm. They make this stuff up. This is like men menstruate. They just make this up out of whole cloth. Lying is a feature of the left that has been since Vladimir Lenin. And righteous violence is to be deployed as necessary to achieve this twisted vision. What is the righteous violence that white Christians are involved in? I'd like to know. Interesting question. The ideology's adherents are committed to instituting an ethno-culture that represents a shrinking minority, a traditionalist Christian social order in which the freedoms of white Christians are privileged. There is not a single example of, of any of this. White Christians want a, an order in which only the freedom of white Christians exists? <laughs> this is what the Washington Post publishes. I should try to find out who these authors are. Samuel L. Perry and Philip S. Gorski. I I strongly assume that they're professors. I don't know. You live in the left-wing cocoon of the university. You can come up with this. According to a recent survey by the Associated Press Nork Center for Public Affairs Research, a third of all American adults now embrace the idea that, quote, an effort is underway to replace U.S.-born Christians with immigrants for electoral gains. It's an interesting thing because so many leftists said that. I, I know that this is the, the latest of, of the monsters that the left creates. The open border that we now have on the southern border of the United States is for what purpose if not to increase votes for Democrats? As I've said, it has nothing to do with race or ethnicity. Look at what Californians did to Oregon, Washington, and Arizona because of so many moved there. Talking about white people. What New Yorkers have done to Florida. God, the Democratic Party should pay New Yorkers to move to Florida. Okay, what else? Let's see. 
We show that the Holy Trinity embodied in it, that is white Christian nationalism, is a mythological version of American history that goes something like this. America was founded as a Christian nation. The founders were traditional Christians. The founding documents are biblically based. God has therefore bestowed immense wealth and power on America and give it, given it a mission to spread freedom and religion around the world. But that mission and those blessings are now threatened by the presence of non-whites, non-Christians, and non-native-born people on American soil. Okay, now now we're now we're getting closer to what they're what they believe and what they're fighting. Let's see, so America was founded as a Christian nation. America was founded as a God-based nation. That is correct. And the people who founded the country as a God-based nation were Christians, either by birth or by theological conviction. That's, and I'm saying this as a Jew. But they did not generally found it to be a Christian nation as such, but to be a Bible-based, God-based nation. Yes, that is true. That is why the Creator is the one who endows us with our inalienable rights, according to the Declaration of Independence. These founders regularly prayed, thought the Bible was the greatest book written, and believed that a society without religion, as Washington said in his farewell address, cannot survive. That's, I guess that's white Christian nationalism. They are not pro-life <clears throat> so much as pro-control. We know this because the Americans who hold the strongest anti-abortion stances are certainly are not consistently pro-life. When we asked a nationally representative sample of white Americans about their political views on issues including abortion, the death penalty, gun control, and law enforcement, here's what we found. Among the white Americans who believe that abortion should be outlawed, more than half think that we don't use the death penalty often enough. So that makes you not pro-life. It shows you the simpletons, the true simpletons of the left. You're you're not pro-life if you believe that murderers should be executed. So presumably, God is not pro-life. One of the few laws in Genesis, the laws of the Bible, are in the other four books of the Torah, of the five books of Moses. They're filled with laws, 613 to be precise. There are virtually none in Genesis. When God makes declarations of law in Genesis, they are universal. And therefore, should a man spill the blood of another man, by men shall his blood be shed, because God created man in the image of God. You preserve the sanctity of life by not allowing murderers to live. Now, obviously, it had to be a premeditated murder. That's in the Bible, too. That's why Cain was not killed by God, for those of you who are curious. It was not a premeditated murder. It was an act of passion. And he, by the way, probably didn't even know that he would murder him by hitting him. How would he know? So this is, this is the argument of the simpletons. You're not pro-life if you are pro the death penalty. 
as if there is some moral continuum. By the way, there are some Catholics who hold that, and I don't think they have any biblical basis any more than these leftists. But a lot of Catholics, and including the Pope, understands that a good Catholic can believe in capital punishment. Running a small business without HR? Talk about high risk. It's time for Bambi. Bambi is an HR platform built for businesses like yours, so you can automate the most important HR practices and get your own dedicated HR manager. First, Bambi's HR Autopilot automates your core policies, workplace training, and employee feedback. Then, your dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance, available by phone, email, or real-time chat. With Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month, no hidden fees, and cancel any time. Bambi has received thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, and their customers are four times less likely to have a claim filed against them. Go to Bambi.com slash Prager right now for your free HR audit, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Prager. Hi, everybody. Bambi.com slash Prager. I think, well, I have ha- I had Prime Minister Stephen Harper previous Prime Minister of Canada on the show, and I did a PragerU interview with him at one of our gala events, but I've never had a member of the Canadian Parliament on the show, so let me introduce Melissa Lantzman. She is a member of the Parliament in Canada, and she is a woman of courage. Let me give you an example. February 2022, I reported this, by the way, on the uh, on the show. In response to a question raised by Melissa Lantzman regarding the usage of Emergency Act, the Emergency Act, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau replied to her by stating, quote, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. She's a member of the Conservative Party. In response... Melissa Lantzman stated, quote, I am a strong Jewish woman and a member of this house and the descendant of Holocaust survivors. I have never been made to feel less except for today when the Prime Minister accused me of standing with swastikas. I think he owes me an apology. I'd like an apology. So folks, even if you're not into gambling, what would you bet? that Trudeau apologized or not. Also, she has been fighting the man I consider bringing Canada to be more like Cuba than any other uh, North American example. I wrote about that a few uh, months ago. She's been fighting his COVID diktats and supported the Canadian trucker protest. Again, a member of the Parliament of Canada. So, Melissa Lantzman, you're a woman of courage. So I have a question that has nothing to do. It's a philosophical question because it's one that I, I think about a lot. Why are you courageous? That's a, really, that's a really good question. I think there needs to be somebody that stands up in this Parliament for common sense. Uh, you know, whether it be against a prime minister that uh, 
that has othered an entire part of the Canadian population and is one who, uh, who shows his true colours on the floor of the House of Commons, or whether it's, uh, you know, the, the everyday things like the nonsensical uh, restrictions and vaccine mandates that we are still clinging to in, uh, in this country. I think somebody has to be courageous, uh, and I figure that I'm already here. So here's a theory, and then I'll get to the specifics of Canada in just a moment. I think, I've asked this to all courageous people, and I think that people like you almost have no choice. It's almost like saying to somebody, why are you a righty or a lefty? I just am. And, of course, there's an element of choice on whether to be courageous. So anyway, thank God you exist. That's my bottom line so i first of all i'm sorry thanks for having me on the show yes of course so i i I want to establish for my listeners uh, the state of canada today is it true that even at this moment june 2022 if one is not vaccinated one cannot board an airplane or a train in canada that is correct did you know that I'm asking two very well-informed uh, guests who happen to be sitting in my studio. I don't think most Americans know this. You, you can't travel unless you go in your own car in Canada. Is that correct? That's correct. And it's a pretty big country, so you can't get everywhere by car. Yes, that's exactly right. Even even just in Ontario, it's a big trip. That's right. Let, let alone you going to British Columbia. So... I, I, the the sad part, and it would happen in America too. I'm I'm sorry to say, although I think our opposition is larger, but the sad part to me is that most Canadians are okay with this. Is that correct? I think most Canadians uh, at one point were okay with that, and uh, the good news is is uh, that I think Canadians are are changing their tune because well we know more about this than we did before. I've got to say, uh, first off, the reason that I am fighting for this is because I want your American listeners to come to Canada. I want them to vacation here. I want them to do business here. And I want to make it easier for people to, uh, to see uh, the benefits, particularly of a big Canada in the summer. Um, so that's why we are fighting this. It's unfair to other what I think is about 5 million Canadians who have decided not to get vaccinated for whatever reason. Right. And there there are many Americans, I'm one of them, who can't come to your country. I was invited to speak, I believe it was in Alberta, and I did it by Zoom. I could not enter your country this year. Yeah, and, and believe me, we want to host you. Yeah, I do believe you. But the, your point about the tourism is very important. People's livelihoods depend, in, in many people's, either directly or indirectly, on tourism. And it's a big industry in Canada. That's right. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that. We said it before. The country's a big one. There are lots of places where you can't drive your car. We have an island, uh, a, an entire province in this yeah, country. Yeah, Prince Edward Island. Where you, can't actually, where you actually can't. <laughs> get to right you can't get to parts of this country it's not just about vacations in florida of uh of families who want to go and travel this is this is a necessity 
for a lot of Canadians. So what ever happened to your comment about his comment that uh, conservative members of parliament stand with the swastika? Anything ever happen? Well, you you made a good bet. He didn't apologize. Uh, And uh, I think it shows the prime minister's true colors. I think that uh, he is made to feel uncomfortable about people who do not agree with him. Uh, and when uh, and when the arguments are all made and everything is said and done, I think that he uses these wedges. Yes. To all right. Stay on with me. Yes. Member of Parliament in Canada. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work, and that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code Prager, or call 800-761-6302. From environmentalism to critical radio race theory, you'll find MarkSillow.com, promo In a special PragerU three-part series, Bradley Thompson, professor of political science at Clemson, explains why Marxism has endured, even flourished, in the face of an unblemished record of failure. See the series at PragerU.com, where we teach what should be taught. God, is that important? Oh. Three five-minute videos on Marxism. This is my field of study, so I really know how good he is. I have a remarkable member of Parliament in Canada on, Melissa Lansman, member of the Conservative Party. So I'll ask you a question, and I, I, I hope that uh, it's not a troubling one. How many members of your party agree with your activism? You know what? I think that at this point, all members of the uh, of the party, some members even of the Liberal Party now agree. All the airports, all the airlines, the chambers of commerce, and now health experts also agree with us. So if you, if you, if you hit away at something long enough, people will agree because it's the right thing. So what, uh, what keeps him, what, what keeps this rule that you can't travel in Canada if you were not vaccinated? So my view on it is it's punishment, it's vindictiveness, it's mm, ideological. That's right. Because it is certainly not based in science. Punishment. We can, uh, we can go to a baseball game, we can, uh, we can go to a hockey game, we can go to a restaurant, we can go just about anywhere else where you are seated amongst those he has othered in society but you can't for some reason go on an airplane or a train. And that is the responsibility of the federal government. And they continue mm-hmm. to dig in. So, dear member of Canadian Parliament, Lansman, I have a good question for you to pose. I posed this very early on. 
and I know from listeners it was very effective. Ask anyone in the Prime Minister's party, maybe even in Parliament, do you think the pilots are wearing masks? That is a pretty good advice. <laughs> you should come visit us when you're, when you're allowed. When the federal <laughs> exactly. allowed you to. By the way, did they fire pilots who were not vaccinated? Yeah, they uh, they have they have put everybody on what they call an administrative leave without pay. Um, many who have moved on by now to uh, to other things, maybe not so much pilots, but certainly the security folks mm-hmm. and uh, baggage handlers and those who uh, who make things go round and round in our airports. Uh, we've got a real real people shortage here. Well, uh, listen, we I, I gotta say goodbye. Unfortunately, I would like to talk to you again about Canada. I'm very worried about your country. I'm also worried about my own, for the record. But I'd like to talk to you about your country. I salute you, I admire you, and I thank you. Melissa Lantzman, Member of the Parliament, Conservative Party, Canada. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here. Here's a study that uh, you probably are not uh, being made familiar with from Israel. And it is from the Israel National News. Arut Sheva is the Hebrew name. New study links COVID vaccines to 25% increase in cardiac arrest for both males and females. Why isn't this reported in the United States? It, it was published, the study was published in Nature. It's one of the most prestigious science journals in the world. I'm shocked that they published it, shocked. A new study by Israeli researchers and published in Nature has revealed an increase of over 25% in cardiovascular-related emergency calls in the young adult population following the rollout of COVID vaccines among both females and males. No similar increase was found due to COVID infection alone. <laughs> Israel Health Authorities and the, and the U.S. Centers of Disease Control, CDC, have acknowledged a link between COVID vaccines and specific cardiovascular complications. The risk of myocarditis after receiving a second vaccine is now estimated to be between 1 in 3,000 to 1 in 6,000 men aged 16 to 24. I'd like to know what the percentage of men aged 16 to 24 who got myocarditis prior to the vaccine was. That's not listed. I'll bet it was, well, obviously, far rarer. Recent articles in scientific journals have sought to suggest that cardiovascular complications following COVID infection are more common than those following vaccine. This assertion is contradicted by the findings from a recent study conducted by Israeli researchers using data from Israel National Emergency Medical Services related to, quote, cardiac arrest and acute coronary syndrome EMS calls in the 16 to 39-year-old population.
between 2019 and 2021. This enabled them to compare baseline pre-COVID epidemic to COVID epidemic without vaccines to COVID epidemic following widespread vaccine take-up. An increase of over 25% was detected in both call types during January to May 2021 compared to the years 2019 to 2020. While the dangers of myocarditis for young males have gained widespread attention, this study found a larger increase in cardiac arrest and acute coronary syndrome among females that was linked to COVID vaccination. Okay. Just thought you ought to know about that. Everything, virtually everything that the left derides that they don't agree with turns out to be accurate. From the Trump campaign collusion with Russia to the uh, lockdowns and masks and now needless to say as I bring to you almost every day the, the robbing of children of their innocence now here is a good one for you so I have been using the line for a couple of years now that I think exemplifies best the the absurd that we have been told to believe in because the left dominates education and the media. Men give birth. I have a new one, brand new. Excited? This is... This, I will read you the headline from the New York Post. You, you would, you would see. The problem is this has been a serious problem. It's a problem for what is it? The B. You know the the these great this great witty uh, website, Babylon B. Right, the Babylon B. Thank you. You would you would absolutely assume Babylon B had made up this headline, but. It is absolutely true. Here it goes. Give me a drum roll, Sean, because... That's not a drum roll. That's a neurotic man with a, with a drumstick. Give me a break. Guy's out of his mind. That is a drum roll. No, no, it wasn't a drum roll. It was a drummer. No, no, that is not a drum roll. Get rid of that guy. Shoot him. Don't kill him. Just, just like, move him. Okay. Here, here is the, uh, the headline. I can't read it without laughing, and I, and I don't want to. Okay, Dennis, control yourself. California court rules bees are now fish. Look, if men give birth, then bees are fish. Just the facts, ma'am. This is uh, it. In an, in an, in, and only in California decision, 
an appeals court in the Golden State, that's California, has ruled that some types of bees are now legally considered to be fish. The decision by the California Court of Appeals was hailed by proponents as, quote, a win for the bumblebee. Let me say this, just for the record. Anytime there's a win for bumblebees is a great day in the life of Dennis Prager. My wife can tell you that there are days where I go to bed or wake up and, and ask her, how's it been for the bumblebees? It reversed a lower court's ruling, how's that, in favor of agricultural interests who argued the state's Endangered Species Act protected only, quote, birds, mammals, fish, amphibians, reptiles, and plants, not bees or other bugs. So that's the reason. Since it, the Endangered Species Act does not protect insects, ta-da, this insect is now a fish. I don't know why they did fish. Why didn't they say bird or mammal? They fly. They have more in common with birds than with fish. Put a bumblebee in water, it drowns. Poor thing. The very thought. <laughs> the decision was a victory for environmental groups. The New York Post should have added, and for the cause of truth. And the state's Fish and Game Commission. Where am I? There it is. Which had pushed to list four bumblebee species as endangered. The court, in its opinion, gave the commission the right to list invertebrate species like the bees as endangered, even if they are not aquatic animals. Although the term fish is colloquially and commonly understood to refer to aquatic species, the law makes the legal definition of fish not so limited. It's like the legal definition of man or woman. But we are considered anti-science. The, the conservatives are called anti-science. It's like conservatives are called racist because we oppose all black graduation exercises at Columbia University or the all-black dorm at Columbia University. I pick on Columbia because it's competing with Yale for the worst Ivy League college. It's a tough, it's a very tough. Actually, University of Pennsylvania is catching up. It, it, it's, a, it's a very tough, pre- oh yeah, in Princeton. I'm not joking. I give you stories from all of them. Okay, so I just wanted you to know that. If you refer, ah, ah, let me be the first to note this. If you now refer to bumblebees as insects, you are a bumblephobe. I did it. It was coined on the Dennis Prager Show. Ah, what, what happened to you, Sean? You couldn't give me a little trumpet action there? Yeah, even Rick is waving his hand. Uh. That was cute. That's a pun. That was a pun. I'm being silly. Cute. You have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, the way in which I maintain my sanity is to enter the world of absurdity because I'm talking about the world of absurdity. So you have to forgive me. Bumblephobe. That's right. You heard it here. Back in a moment. 
The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I'm in the company of the vulgar. It's terrible. It's a pleasure to be with you, and you can now add bees or fish to men menstruate. And if you don't say that in California, that bees or fish, you're considered to be anti-environmentalist, and I coined the phrase first, you're a bumblephobe. Or bee-phobe, I'm not sure, bee-phobia. Actually, who doesn't have bee-phobia, now that I think of it? <laughs> My first reaction to seeing a lot of bees isn't, oh, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> is that fair? To, is that normal? <laughs> oh, and wasps, that's even worse, but, that, but there are a lot of uh, wasp-phobes in this country. People who are fear white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. So uh, here is a perfect example of the the left lacking wisdom. If you have wisdom, you're not on the left. You you can be a liberal, you can be a conservative, but you can't be a leftist. This is really important from just the news. Washington State Police grapple with effects of restrictive vehicle pursuit law. So what what so I read to you last week so and not even knowing about this I read to you about what happened and I don't remember the state it was where they did not pursue a driver the police did not they were inhibited by convention or public relations or law and the, the man they didn't pursue then went on to shoot people. I, and I, I read to you that story. I, I wish I had it in front of me right now. So re, listen to this. A law passed last year in Washington state restricting vehicle pursuits appears to be having an unintended side effect. Unintended side that is the definition of leftist policies unintended side effects minimum wage means more restaurants will close and fewer people will be hired it's an unintended side effect lockdowns of schools produced kids who were a year to two years behind in reading and every other subject unintended side effect Increase in suicides and depression, unintended side effects. Wise people ask, what is the price paid? The moment a person asks, I've said this many times, the moment a person asks, what is the consequence or what is the price of that policy, you know you're talking to a conservative. Unintended side effect. What is the unintended side effect of the Washington state law passed last year restricting vehicle pursuits by police? Drivers refuse to stop when police attempt to pull them over. There you go. Perfect. There's a policeman behind you with lights blaring. Ignore him. He's not going to chase you. Unintended side effect, folks. There you go. 
The Washington State Patrol reports nearly a thousand drivers essentially ignored troopers' lights and sirens during the first five months of this year. A thousand in five months. There you go. It's 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 a very good question. Why should you stop? They won't chase you. Why does Washington, Oregon, why do Washington, Oregon, and, and, and uh, California, why did the entire Pacific region of the United States have a disproportionate number of fools? My theory is gorgeous environments produce stupid people. <laughs> Oklahoma has nothing. There's nothing to see in Oklahoma. But, but they're so rational Uh, it's it's a funny thing. Uh, I, I, I can't prove it, but it seems to be that way. The more boring the environment of the state, the more sober they are. Florida, there's nothing to see in Florida. I mean, it, it, I, I know Florida really, really, really well. There's very little natural beauty in Florida, unless you consider palm trees gorgeous. Uh, Texas, same thing. Isn't that interesting? Oklahoma, Nebraska... Gorgeous, ah, gorgeous, California and and Oregon and Washington, they're gorgeous. Between January 1 and May 17, 934 people on the state's highways kept going when troopers tried to pull them over for a traffic stop. That's really an amazingly, I mean, you think about it, that's a, that's a gutsy thing to do. You don't pull over when a guy with a siren and, and lights is telling you to stop. But why should they? In 2021, the state legislature passed House Bill 1054 that, among other things, limits police to engaging in a pursuit if there is probable cause to arrest a person in the vehicle for committing a specific violent crime or sex offense, such as murder, kidnapping, drive-by shooting, and rape. Wow. So that's, that's when you can. But how do you know? Hey, there's a rapist driving. How do you know that? Anyway, do you do you folks do you understand the contempt for police that that law has has done? And do you know in this you know who pays the price for contempt for police? Not police. We do. Innocent citizens pay the price. When bad guys don't give a damn about police, you, there, it, it is a healthy thing in a, in a free society that there be some fear of police. The purpose of the police is not to engender love. By the way, that's even true for parents. The purpose of a parent is not to engender love. There's no law in the Bible to love your parent. Love the stranger, love your neighbor, love God, but not your parent. In fact, there is a law to fear your parent, which drives people, the modern, crazy. However, I want to remind you of something. I did a show once. If you didn't take drugs in high school, why didn't you? Virtually every caller had the same answer. My mother would have killed me. Fear of parents is a damn good thing. 
back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. How do you do to everybody? Dennis Prager here. Subject today is, are you B-phobic or bumblephobic? That's right. We have a new one. Do not say men do not, you cannot say men do not menstruate and you cannot say bumblebees are not fish. In California, it was ruled that bumblebees are fish. The beauty of being on the left is you live in a perpetual state of exciting change. It's an it's an adrenaline producer. What will I change today? Ah, so boring that only women give birth. How boring that there are actual species in the animal kingdom. Let's change that all. All right, Klamath, Klamath Falls, Oregon. Melissa, hello. Klamath Falls. Klamath, thank uh, you. I always want to get names right. Klamath is, thank you. Yes, thank you. So I wanted to say that I live, obviously, in southern Oregon, and... By the way, forgive me, forgive me, it is not obvious. Oh. <laughs> 99% of my listeners don't have a clue what part of Oregon Climate Falls is in. Oh, well, we are like 20 miles from the California border. Poor thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, and go ahead. I wanted to say that the um, the real idiots in Oregon are in Portland, Salem, and Eugene areas, and the areas outlying, you know, the rest of the state, everybody's pretty brilliant. <laughs> I agree with you, and that is true in every state. The I, I have actually written uh, extensively on this issue that cities are, uh, are a... The, are the places that give birth to the worst ideas. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that parts of Oregon want to join Idaho. And I couldn't agree with you more. I'll, I, I, and parts of California would like to uh, join uh, uh, Nevada. Yes. Uh, I, so th- th- this realignment of states in that way is, is makes makes a great deal of sense. It should make a great deal of sense to people on the left. You can have more people who agree with you if you if you allow us to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, you'll send me your address, and I will visit you if I get to Klamath Falls, and I will. Uh, give you a copy of my Bible commentary because the one on Genesis makes the point and is another one of the thousand spectacularly wise points of the Bible. Whenever the Tower of Babel is mentioned, every single time, everybody knows about the Tower of Babel. Well, not anymore. They don't. People don't know anything about the Bible, but everybody did. Is, you know, humans wanted to reach the sky with a skyscraper. And uh, and God thought it was uh, just a lot of hubris. But every time the Tower of Babel is mentioned, 
it says, and the city attached to it. Very few people know that. Bible doesn't have a very positive view of cities. Cities are great for commerce, great for culture, and crappy for values. The United States, whether it's Oregon or any other state, is a perfect example of that fact. That is correct. Uh, Dallas, Texas, Clay, hello. Hey, Dennis. I'm a proud Texas bumblephobe, my friend. Another um, one. Yes. Well, and, and I'm sorry, but men can't menstruate either. Um, having said that, you had a great idea about uh, getting billboards and starting a billboard campaign. Yeah. And I thought that uh, crowdfunding such a thing and putting putting topics on there which would spur people to actually study uh, American historical topics, which you can easily defeat the narrative of the media. You know, once somebody gets in on a simple Google search, you can find out who freed Solomon Northup, you know, what the how many Republicans were in the South at the time of the Civil War. There's all kinds of things. You're, you're right. It's just very hard to get... Uh, that onto a billboard. Billboards have to be very short because people are driving by. Uh, my my first choice on a billboard, as I told you, is God judges you. <laughs> Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.